Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. My name is Charles Laux, and I'm your host. We have a very special guest today and uh, someone uh, who teaches just right down the road from me, but I have not really gotten to know very well, but that's the point of having her on the podcast and for everybody else too. Uh, Ms. Christy Davis is the teacher at Grady High School, orchestra teacher at Grady High School and the Atlanta Public Schools. Uh, she, How long have you been uh, there uh, at that school? Four years. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I did see that you won teacher of the year last year. Is that correct? Right. I'm, I'm the current, uh, teacher of the year for Atlanta public school. For the which district. Is just, yeah. District wow. teacher of the year. I, I'll be honest, which I, I still am surprised at sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> really? Okay. But yes, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes. District teacher of the year. Um, about to go through the process of, of course, with the pandemic and everything, mm-hmm. um, that put on, 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 cause you know, the district teachers of the years now go on to the Georgia teacher of the year program. So we're about to start that process up, mm. um, with going through that, uh, competition, I guess you could say. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. So what, what kind of, uh, things were involved for teacher of the year for your district? Cause I know, could you, do you ha- did you have to be teacher of the year at your school and then get the district? School, right. So school wow. level, um, and then high school, uh, level. And then that got me the district level. Okay. Of the year. Yes. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But what a huge honor. Um, so tell us uh, a little bit about your, your background so we can get to know you, uh, a little bit more, uh, just, you know, where you're from, where you went to school and, you know, the gist of your career, I guess, so we can kind of, you know, relate. Sure, 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 sure. So um, even though I'm surprised with the teacher of the year thing, I, I'm most proud of it because I'm teacher of the year in a district where I am a product. So I'm an Atlanta Public Schools product. Right. Um, went through the Mays High Cluster um, through the orchestra programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just Georgia, Georgia grown, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um my awesome orchestra teachers um, in Atlanta public schools um, led me to want to follow in their um, footsteps. Um, I was in Atlanta public schools youth orchestra with everyone knows Natalie Colbert. So right, um, yeah, it's my, legendary. Right. <laughs> right. So she is why I am an orchestra teacher today. So um, yeah, so she led me to want to lead into her footsteps. So um, went to Georgia State mm-hmm. um, for my undergrad degree. Um, came out in two thousand four and started my uh, career in Clayton County. So I was in Clayton oh, okay. County. Yes, I was in Clayton County for about seven years. Um, did a lot down there. Um, I rebuilt the program at Morrow Middle School. Um, funny fact about that first one: um, first job ever. 
my principal did not tell me that that orchestra program was on the verge of being cut. Um, when I arrived, yes, 60 students barely hanging on. Um, but it, I managed to grow that program um, to about 225 students when I left. Um, so very proud of that. Um, great. And proud of that experience. Um, at Morrow Middle School. Um, also directed the Middle School Honor Orchestra in Clayton County. And I was also um, on the ground floor of the Magnet Program. Okay. Um, it's now Stillwell School of the Arts. What, but I was what, is, what is that exactly? What is that program? Um, it's the Fine Arts Magnet. Oh, the Magnet. Um, okay, okay, the okay. Mm-hmm. Right, the Fine Arts Magnet. So, um, so I was the founding orchestra director for that program. Mm-hmm. Um Unfortunately, I did. I left before. Well, now for the reasons I'm about to say, I, you'll see why. Um, I left before it became Stillwell, um, but I did. I would. I would say I was instrumental in getting that program off the the ground and laying the foundation um, for um, the good work that the teachers there are doing now. Yeah. Um, the reason why I left um, Stillwell was to replace Natalie when she retired Got at it. Sutton Middle School. Right, and that was what brought me to APS. Um, so yeah, and that's where I've been, um, for the, for the rest of my career, um, four years at Sunt middle school and then four years here at Brady high school. Wow. Well, great. Um, and, uh, so Atlanta public schools is a pretty diverse district. Um, and Correct. for for those that don't know, um, you know, we have the Metro area of Atlanta and we have, you know, lots of districts that go around the center of the city, but the APS is the center of the city. So uh, it's uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, challenges, but at the same time, um, you know, people like yourself are are taking the challenge and doing amazing things. You have, have your groups have traveled a little bit pre pandemic. Did you guys travel at all or do anything like that? Um, I know Grady before. Under Sergio, um, oh, okay. Sergio Rodriguez was the director um, before me. Um, they went to Carnegie Hall. They traveled to New York wow. um, mm-hmm. um, his last year at Grady. And then um, we actually played, the last time Asta was in Atlanta, the 2018 mm-hmm. uh, conference. We played the Asta conference. That's where I remember. Really That's where I remember seeing. Okay, right. yeah. So you didn't really have to travel because it was here, right? Didn't have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a great opportunity. For sure, for sure. And it's like, yeah, getting off the ground at Grady and then, and then like so many of us, like with the pandemic, just kind of shutting down momentum for everybody. Yeah, Yeah, we were trying to get traveling and trips and things like that, figuring out our next steps. And then, like I said, obviously the pandemic shut that down. Yeah, totally. um, Moving forward, um, hopefully we'll be back to some type of normal um, next year and we can Mm -hmm. continue. building on, on that last. Yeah. So what are, what are um, some of the things that you're, you're, uh, well, that maybe tell us a little bit what, what you've done during the pandemic, um, besides, you know, surviving and just hanging on for, for dear life. What are some of the things that you've been able to do in your classroom and, you know, strategies you've used or, um, j- just what, what are you doing? Are you, uh, mostly virtual? Or are you hybrid? I don't know your, your situation. Right. So, uh, first semester, um, we were completely virtual. Got it. Uh, so everything was online. Uh, and then we just recently started transitioning back to, um, hybrid instruction, okay. um, in February. So, um, unfortunately, APS did something really funky with the scheduling. I'm um, considering the virtual instruction. 
option. Uh, we went to the high schools went to a four by four block um, schedule, which means basically the students take uh, a year's worth of courses within one semester. So I unfortunately only saw my orchestra. I saw my orchestra students first semester only mm-hmm. um, in a in an official capacity, and then right now I'm teaching my guitar classes. Um, yeah. With that being said, we're we're still you know tutorials at, as far as right now tutorials meeting after school um, mm-hmm. very informal. If you want to come in and play, right. um, I, I am happy to stay after school and just you know bring on skills and things of that sort. Yeah, um, just to keep their, their skills going. Yeah. Um, Trying to keep that sense of norm- that sense of normalcy, right? It's just. Right. Yeah. Small ensemble performances, just, you know, keeping the lines of communication and relationships open. Mm-hmm. So it can go when we are ready to start next year, that they, they, they still know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as the actual semester where I did set up, just a lot of emphasis on individual skills. I, I, I that really worked for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time where I, where all of the kids got to play solos, like really neat solo solos, where I can really hone in and 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, manage their skills, right? Sure, yes. sure. So yeah, a lot of it focused on individual skills during that first. Right. Season. Yeah, and that's you know, it's great. We we think about oh, we're trying to take advantage and do that, and the, and the students. They just want to play in groups. <laughs> That's why they signed up. So uh, uh, get a bad connection there. Um, so yeah, it, it, that's that's the the big challenge, isn't it? Just trying to keep the kids going. How many of what 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 percentage of your students are face to face? And that's the thing. Like they have the choice now that they are hybrid. Mm-hmm. I, I most of them say virtual. Like okay. 90 percent of my kids chose to, mm-hmm. to remain virtual. Yeah, I have uh, about fifteen percent of my students face to face as well. So it's mm-hmm. the numbers are really low, and it's kind of it's kind of hard on the kids who are are there because they right. they're looking around and and there's not there's you know we're trying mm-hmm. to distance them too. So they're I think they a lot of them still feel like they're playing by themselves. Right. Yes. <laughs> and I I found like the ones that are back in the classroom they're they're afraid to play. <laughs> And I'm just like, no, you're here. Come on. Yes. You have this whole lovely room to yourself. You can play as loud as you want to. Right. Um, and, and they're a little bit timid. So, yeah, it, is, it does take some time to used to, you know, being like one of only three students in the classroom when it would have been like one of 50 or so. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many orchestra classes do you have at Grady? I have four orchestra classes. Okay, great. Um, Yes. Um, so beginning all the way up into, you know, your, your advanced groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really happy about that beginning level class to be, to be perfectly honest with you. So I do have like complete beginners, you know, that's great. Um, yes. I, I, I feel, I feel very strongly about this is like, like a 15 or a 16 year old comes to you and like, can I play the violin? Say, Come on, let's go. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Um, so yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, of course, during the pandemic, that is a challenge, getting them right. to play over Zoom. Um, but it, it, it works. It works. Okay. It works. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any uh, things that you found maybe that you, maybe you've invented or you've heard people do for, for working with beginners, uh, like straight up beginners? Or is it just a lot of, um, you know, modeling and things like that? 
Um, so what are some of your things that strategies that you're using with your, those, those pure beginners? I know there's a lot of our teachers that are listening that are, uh, are beginning mm-hmm. level or middle school or elementary teachers. So yeah, modeling, um, over zoom, um, usually what happens like when the, when I introduce a concept, um, obviously introduce the concept, model it for them. Um, I have them stay muted so to still get that play along feel, mm-hmm. um, so they'll play along with me, and then I'll ask them to, unmute and then so I can assess them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's super challenging, and uh, right. You know, I'm ready to go back to the days where you know the viola's high third finger F sharp on the C string was my biggest problem. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That would be nice to uh, to, ha- to have that just be the oh I can't how to fix that F sharp you know well no we uh, there's <laughs> so that's just that's the least of our worries right now but um right yeah yeah um, so then uh, w- I know that you're also working on I, I I don't know how you're doing this but how, you're also working on your doctorate degree yes <laughs> I am um, recently finished my comprehensive exams currently um, working on the pre- so yes, hopefully I'll be ABD by the end of the year, by the end of school year. School year. That's working on that. I don't know either. I don't know either <laughs> how I'm doing it, but yeah, it's getting done. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was in the, in the, in the collegiate world when I was finishing mine and uh, it was challenging for sure. Um, but to teach public school and do it, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a different lo- different amount of time that you're in class, you know, the college professor versus the the uh, the public school teacher, and and so the time you're you're spending a lot of uh, a lot of evenings, I'm sure, or early mornings, or both. <laughs> right. Yes, evenings. Um, what made it a little bit easier um, with Grady, I'm at Georgia State completing my, my mm-hmm. terminal degree at Georgia mm-hmm. State. So Grady and Georgia State are five minutes away. Oh, um, that's super so handy. It, right. So there would be those, those days where I would be finishing up a rehearsal and then shooting over um, mm-hmm. um, to class. Um, and, and the good thing about Georgia State and the professors at Georgia State, they know we are working educators and the program is designed for the working educators. So they know those those days would be happening where you know we're that's really we're nice basically all day yes yeah mm-hmm. that's really nice so you're doing a music education degree that's a PhD correct and do you mm-hmm. have any uh, topics picked out for your dissertation yet or ideas that you can share right or- so sure sure so my research thread um, that I'm hoping my dissertation will follow through um, basically the recruitment and retention of um, African-American and Latinx students. Um, I feel like that's a really, really important topic, especially in the in the system and in the environment that I work in mm-hmm. um, with um, being an urban uh, orchestra director in an urban area, but our orchestra uh, programs historically, um, um, they're in the minority. So definitely wanting to, incorporate that into my research and, and mm-hmm. examine ways that we can get those, um, those numbers up on that month are, are black and our Latinx students. So that's, yeah. So great. my, my, yeah, we'll be looking at that. Amazing. Um, and then, yeah. And then literally just had a, a an advisement appointment, uh, with my dissertation advisor, Dr. Norgard, um, right. yesterday. And then, you know, just looking out with the COVID situation, how that exacerbates, um, 
you know, recruitment and retention practices. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's very timely subject. And then how it's evolving um, with with uh, how we look at recruitment and retention um, coming in the next couple of years, because we'll all be in kind of a rebuilding mode coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Norgard is uh, an amazing uh, uh, just researcher <laughs> and performer and, you know, it's, it's, uh, he's had such a, a very diverse, uh, career. And I, I definitely should think about putting him on the podcast too, because he has so many amazing yeah. ideas yeah. and things to share. Um, if you don't know Martin Norgard, uh, someone that definitely you need to know about. So, yeah, yes. definitely. Mm-hmm. So, well, great. And then, um, what are some of the things that you're thinking about going forward or some of your concerns? You know, obviously we're all concerned about numbers. And our mm-hmm. retention because we're, you know, missing <laughs> the kids are missing those those special moments, you know, the concerts, the right. the banquets, the you know, whatever we mm-hmm. do. Um, so what are some of the things that you're that you're planning or you're thinking about or um that you're concerned about, you know, moving forward um into next year and then hoping that we all are back face to face a hundred percent all the time, but I guess we'll just see. What are some of the things that you're right. thinking about? Um, I am hoping, um, so I think I might have a built in recruitment, uh, mm. strategy with my incoming freshmen. Um, Brady is actually in the process of a name change. So as of June one, we'll be Midtown High School. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Midtown High School. Right. Midtown, Midtown High School. Mm. So that whole rebranding effort that the school has to go through, I'm hoping to use that to get the freshmen excited about coming and, and you know, rebranding the orchestra, you know, um, having the student, making our rebranding effort a student-led effort. I guess mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as designing the new shirts, um, designing the new logos, yeah. everything. I, I personally want to take a backseat and let them, um, you know, kind of lead that effort. So they'll feel that ownership. Right. Um, as said, right. As we uh, get ourselves off, you know, get that name changed uh, and they'll feel that sense of ownership. Um, oh, I designed that logo or I designed that t-shirt or I did this. This is what's going to, this is my footprint in the orchestra. Yeah. So um, yeah, right along with, you know, just, my focus next year, along with that, in just rebuilding relationships, getting to know the sophomores, the freshmen now, who I, I, I honestly don't feel like I know them. So. No, right. I, um, I, I only know the 11, you know, that I have in class and the other, uh, which is my largest class is 11. Um, you know, yeah. the others, I, I, like, I used, like you said, I just don't feel like I know them. And, and so, um, right. so much of what we do is that personal contact and that, that trust and that relationship <laughs> and, it's all missing um, from those virtual kids. And even the kids who right. I did know, I still feel like, you know, like, where are you and who are you? And, mm-hmm. and I, I think that um, that's the hardest part of this whole thing is just those personal contacts. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that rebranding sounds exciting. Um, I know that there are uh, lots of reasons for that. Uh, and uh I don't know right. if you want to share, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely controver- it was a controversial name change. Was, was that fueled by parents, students, admin, right. school personnel, or just everybody? So everyone. Uh, so um, for those who may not know, um, Brady High School is named after Henry W. Brady, um, 
which was a founding editor of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution um, in the Reconstruction days. I'm a controversial figure because he advocated for, you know, um, slavery mm, um, yeah. and white supremacy. So, um, and yep. it changes our, the change changes. They have been trying to change that name for years. Okay. Um, and various petitions have been gone, have gone through over the years. But I think, you know, with, with this time frame, right. um, uh, with, we're also going through a renovation um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, with the renovation happening with just the, the yeah. climate of today right. um, coupled with the renovation. I, I think it created a perfect storm for it to finally. Yeah. Happen. It's long overdue. Um, so this isn't new. Yeah. It's long overdue um, mm-hmm. and it's finally happened. Um, so yeah. So with that, we're moving to Midtown high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that comes the, the rebrand. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, you know, and that. Uh, that does give it's almost like you're opening a new school because, you know, the, the rebranding thing is is a big deal right. and it gives the school a new identity and um, gives you the opportunity, like you said, to get the kids to have that ownership of just creating things and starting like it's there so that hopefully those, you know, those are some new traditions that, and that you'll be able to start as well and keep that right. going. And um, that's really exciting. We had to do a, a, a brand exactly. change this year, too, at Alpharetta. Because our um, apparently our capital A that we're using on our football field and everywhere matches almost exactly the University of mm-hmm. Arizona, <laughs> and they uh, they put out a, 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 a stop and desist order on us. And so when we when we changed that the athletic A of Alpharetta to a new kind of cool looking A with a sword and all that, um, we we changed our mascot, mm-hmm. which kind of looked like the L.A. Raiders uh, mascot. And to uh, to a new more, um, I guess it's, mm-hmm. I, I would call it a little more cryptic looking uh, raider, more ghostly, and uh, so it's all it's been cool that way too. Um, but uh, and, and it's mm-hmm. kind of I think it's it's been good for us to have that refresh, even though our school's only you know our school Alfreda was open in two thousand four. Um, they've had that logo for a while, mm-hmm. and so now it's now it's definitely ours, and we've copyrighted it, and we have exact colors we have to use right. on certain things, and. So they, they, they uh, I, I don't know, right. I think I've always had a logo for my orchestra program and for my, um, for whatever program I've been in. And I, I really think that does help, you know, build an identity within the community, within the school. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sense of pride and, you know, you stick it everywhere on your, you know, letterhead and on your shirts and, you know, mm-hmm. who knows where, everywhere, everything that goes out has the logo on it. And that really helps everybody just kind of have that sense of, yeah, that's mm-hmm. identity. So. Well, very cool. Um, I don't know. Uh, so I'm trying to think, uh, is there anything else that's, you know, on your mind or, or, um, you know, coming up, uh, you have any plans for this spring? Are you guys doing any kind of a concert or performance or are you just trying to get through the year and then start, hopefully start fresh next year? Um, right now, um, we have a couple of auto orchestra events within APS that we're oh, doing, okay. um, that the orchestra is doing, um, a guitar, um, uh, honor ensemble event. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do those. Um, and right now, just, I'm trying to find, a, 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 a way to send my seniors off, um, in style. Um, yeah. usually we might still be able to do this. Um, Grady high school is right next to Peabot park, um, which is awesome. You know, having the city's largest park right yeah. next to your high school. Um, so we're th- we usually do a picnic in the park 
um, as our end of the year event. So um, expanding upon that. Yeah. Because um, as you know, they're they're now the last class of Grady High School. Right. So they have to go out in style. Make sure that, you know, I know that they know that they're appreciated. And they're my senior class. So this is my fourth year at Grady yeah. High School. So I'm, I'm a senior along with them. So yes. um, just making sure I love on them um, extra hard um, as, as they go off into yeah. young adulthood. Um, and then right right now, yeah, basically just, you know, gearing up for next year and, and starting that, that mm-hmm. rebuilding process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year was my uh, senior year at Alpharetta, too. And I tell you, the heartbreak uh, of seeing those kids, you know, just it, it actually what uh, just about a year ago from today, March, I think it was March 12th. Today's the 13th, like was when they just shut everything down. Right. So we're kind of on that anniversary. And um, all all those kids, the seniors who I had been with, you know, since I started at that school, uh, the heartbreak for me uh, for them was it was just so difficult to, to see that and see that all that they had worked for. Um, at the end, you know, looking forward to the senior recital and the honors banquet and all that was just gone. Yeah. Uh, but I am looking forward uh, this year. Uh, our school has planned a face-to-face graduation. Um, and we have always used uh, the Ameris Bank Amphitheater or the mm-hmm. old Verizon Center. Um, and uh, it's a great uh, outdoor amphitheater. And so the, we're, right now we're planning on that and we're going to be having a live orchestra and full orchestra so we're going to put it together with very few rehearsals, and hopefully we can convince all uh, mm-hmm. a large number of the students to come. We know we won't have everybody like we normally do, but so that's exciting. Um, and right. the seniors were really thrilled, and they also have planned a prom for our seniors, and it's going to be an outdoor thing that they're doing in in uh, coming Georgia. It's like a really nice outdoor farm or something with a big covered gazebo. So um, yeah, there, but mm-hmm. it, you know, there comes with limitations. I know that uh, the seniors. There's no juniors allowed, and uh, they can't bring people from other schools mm-hmm. and things like that. So there are right. some limitations. And then with the graduation, I, I think they're limiting it to three tickets per per student. Mm-hmm. So you know, one of the grandparents is not allowed to come, <laughs> you know, or something like that. You know, that's so, a, right. Yeah, that yeah, those three tickets, right? Yeah. So that's that's those are the challenges. But at least they're going to have that face to face, and they are going to walk across the stage, and they are going to get handed their diploma and. So that makes me feel really good. And they're going to have the live music and all that that we've done for a long time. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, yeah, as right. more, more and more people, you know, uh, continue to get vaccinated. I had mine yesterday, my first shot. So, um, you know, uh, hopefully we'll, you know, by the summer, we'll start being able to see that, that, that light. I already kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we're getting there. Yeah. 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 So, well, hey, Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit better and um, also for our listeners to be able to get to know you. Um, and I, if it's okay with you, I will leave your uh, contact information on the uh, podcast description if you uh, ever want to sure. reach out to Chrissy to ask her questions or uh, invite her to be a, you know, a, a guest uh, conductor or a clinician or an adjudicator. She has done uh, everything here in Georgia uh, as far as you were a G- our GMEA uh, uh, orchestra chair, and you've done you've done such great work. And uh, and if I could plug one more thing, sure, um, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, especially for the ASTA members, um, there's I have a per, an article out in the current uh, issue of AST, kind of related to my dissertation. So please, 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 please take uh, take a look at that article, and I'm, I welcome any constructive uh, feedback. 
feel oh, free to email great. me on that. It was in the most recent episode yeah. that, or uh, uh, like not episode, I, the most recent journal that just came out. Right, the February um, American Strength Teacher. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's fantastic. And uh, what, do you know? Can you tell us the title of that article? Make it easier for them to. Sure. Um, recruiting and retaining Black and Latinx students. Great. And I did see that. And I, um, my journals are a little stacked up. I'm a little behind on my reading. <laughs> but I did see that article in there and looking forward to checking it out. But thank you again for being here. And uh, we appreciate your, t- your time and sharing um, all your great info with everybody. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So for the Orchestra Teacher Podcast, this is Charles Laux signing off. Thank you for listening. To find resources and more information, visit our website at www.orchestrateacher.net.